All right, what's up? Welcome everybody to Easy Money and Sports Betting Show. Got a big show planned for today. We'll do a UFC 277, uh, Nunez and uh, Pena 2 uh, preview show. Look at that beautiful face right there. Look at that beautiful face. What a guy. We got a great guest today, joined by Pride. How are you doing today, Pride? Thanks for joining me. Well, thanks for having me. Um, I think I came to the realization, Chris, I need help. I'm toxic. <laughs> I think I'm too. I, I I think I'm. I think I'm so toxic that like when I try not to be toxic, it still comes across as like massive toxicity. 
So some work. I have to do some some soul searching and figure out. And I want to take this opportunity to apologize <laughs> to absolutely nobody. The double champs does what the fuck he wants. <laughs> oh, man. How you doing, Chris? I'm doing good. Uh, excited about this fight, uh, this fight card tomorrow. Yes. Uh, I yes. think it's going to be, a, especially the main card. There, there's a couple of good prelim fights as well, but that main card's a pretty, to me, is a pretty stacked card. But like you, it. like you made a comment earlier that it, there might not be one fight that goes to decision. Yeah, no, and I, I mean it. Like I, I'm, I'm so serious. I don't think like as of right now, like obviously we'll go through them, but like as we start to list them, like the lowest seeded guy is Sergey uh, pa uh, Pavlich, and he's an 11 seed, or, or he's ranked at number 11 in the heavyweight in the heavyweight division, right? But there's a lot of kind of hype behind this kid right like a lot of people believe hey like if he if he beats Derek lewis we're going sizzler with this kid especially <laughs> in the heavyweight division we're going sizzler with this kid he beats Derek lewis and he might be behind curtis blades in terms of getting that opportunity yeah and you know what i mean that fight there somebody's getting knocked out right but but i don't want to get too ahead of myself you know when, when we get there you know well, uh, yeah, I think this is going. Uh, this pay per view card is uh, one of their more stacked cards that, that, that they've had uh, here recently. Mm -hmm. it, it honestly, it, and what I kind of like about it is you have a great mixture, right? So you got guys like two, like for instance, Anthony Smith and uh, Magomed Akaleev. These are two guys that can scrap, but can also. Bring it down and, and show you some wrestling, yeah. right? Obviously, Derek Lewis is gonna like he's gonna slug it out, right? If you want speed and technicality, I present to you Brendan Murray over and Kai Carl Franz, right? And then obviously you kind of got that grudge match with Pena and Nunez, and it's like in my opinion, this card is a perfectly balanced card because you're not seeing too much of a situation where. Oh yeah, it's, you're only gonna be watching guys just fling fists for no reason and, and like miss. Like, you know, we're not watching Tank Abbott, right? Like, that's not what this entire card is. You got some tech, some technique in there. You got some brawling in there. You got wrestling. You got jujitsu. You got like, no, no, no fight is gonna be the same. You're not gonna get bored because none of these fights are gonna be the same. I cannot wait. No, it's great. I think this was great matchmaking because the matchups. Uh, even like the guys that are underdogs, a lot of the guys that are underdogs, you can make a, a good case that they might win. So, I mean, there's to a, be, there's a lot of good matchups. Oh, yeah. 100%. Like, dude, I, I'm just shocked at the Pena odds at this point, bro. Yeah. I'm shocked. Like, I mean, that's just, to, well, we'll talk about it. We'll cross that bridge when we get there. I have quite a bit to say about that, too, because I can't believe that. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, we'll go ahead and start with the first fight in the prelims. You have uh, Mike Mathatha or Mathea, but most people have been calling him Blood Diamond against uh, Orion uh, Kosi. Uh, Diamond is a plus 164 underdog. Kosi's a mi minus 215 favorite. Uh, I'll go ahead and let you start this. And what do you think about this fight? Um, For me, I, I I don't really take this fight too serious. 
And only reason why I say that is because where the welterweight division is right now, there is kind of a it is a little top heavy. You got two guys like I think it's or I think it's uh Kosi who who's only had eight fights to his name. You know, I'm mistaken. I think he's seven and one. Yeah, he's seven and one, so that's eight fights to his name. And he lost um, his UFC debut. Right. He they're both these guys are coming off losses. You know what I mean? So I just look at it as a situation where what they're really trying to do is who's really staying? Because I think whoever loses this is on their way from getting cut from the UFC. Sucks to say, you know, but that's just kind of how it is, right? Um, The problem with Diamond is every time he goes to the ground, he looks lost. And it's okay if, if you're not a ground guy. That's okay. But the problem is like when he gets to the when he gets taken down, he doesn't really do much, right? So if you're if you're if you're fighting a guy like Colby Covington, that's perfect because Colby will take you down, but he won't do anything, right? He's just gonna keep holding you, and he's not gonna do a single thing, yeah, just right? Control position, exactly. That's it. You don't want to get taken down, and I, I want to stick specifically because you know to the welterweight division. Because, you know, like, you know, if I don't stick that welterweight to the division, my conversation is going to be mute. So if you end up doing that with a guy like Gilbert Burns, uh, Hazmat Chemayev, even Leon Edwards to an extent, while they're wrestling, they're hitting you. So, like, if he really wants to get up to that level, it's got a lot of work to do. Um, I feel bad. Because, like I said, whoever loses this one is going to end up um, getting, in my opinion, getting cut from the UFC. Yeah, probably in Bellator or right, which I mean, some other uh, promotion. Right, which I mean, that's not necessarily a bad thing if you end up in Bellator because, you know, who else is in Bellator that we all love and respect? Douglas Lima. So trust me when I tell you I'm not knocking Bellator. No, I'm not I'm knocking not- Bellator either. Right, yeah. Some of your guys that can't make it in the UFC can go to Bellator and, and turn in the stars and maybe come back to UFC after you've uh, sharpened your uh, tool set a little bit. Right. Um, but uh, I, for me, I'm I'm more comfortable going with Kosi. Um, I think he's, right now, he's the more well-rounded fighter. Um, in terms of, if you compare him to Diamond, he's comfortable everywhere, you know? Um but this isn't really a this is a fight that I'm gonna look at and I'm gonna go, okay, cool. I'm gonna watch it just because it's on. That's just really how I look at it, right? Because yeah. it's on, I'll watch it. Um, I don't have really any in both these guys, I don't see anything special. I don't see anything um, you know, I don't see anything that makes you want to tune in and watch them, right? I just see two guys that oh wait, we need one more fight on the early prelims. Uh, We'll throw you a ball. Yeah. So it's unfortunate, but um, I'm going to go Kosi. No, I, I agree. This I don't have no really no interest in this fight. And it's not and not trying to put these guys down. It's just at the, this point in their career, uh, I don't know if they're ready for, for UFC. But mm-hmm. I agree with you. I like Kosi. I uh, would go with Kosi as well because he's the more well-rounded fighter. He, uh, he has good wrestling. The takedown defense is what's going to really worry me about Diamond. Mm-hmm. I think Kosi's going to be able to take him down. And if he don't cause damage, he's at least going to control him. 
but neither neither one of these guys has fought very tough competition either. So it's it's hard to gauge really how good either one of them are. But uh, I like Kosey basically for the same reason is Diamond looks lost on the ground, and I think Kosey's going to be able to take this fight to the ground. Yeah, and on top of that, well. And the part that really concerns me is not just the taking it to the ground. It's just the fact that he's really, once Diamond gets there, he kind of goes, oh, okay, cool. How much time I got left before I can, you know, the yeah. round is over and I can go to my, my bench, come back and stand up again. And in wrestling, that's a bad mentality to have. That's bad because if you're down like that and at that point you're kind of just like hoping, like, if you're hoping this is Dragon Ball Super and you you're hoping on hit to do a time skip for you to end up to get out of that situation, you're screwed. Yep. You know, and that's and that's and like you said, you know, Kosi he could take him down. You know, and and the thing is, once you take him down, because Diamond won't be able to get up, you don't have you have to do maximum damage. Every every five seconds, just throw one shot. Yeah, just every do it five seconds. They won't stand you up. That's it. That's it. If you do just enough where they won't stand you up. You can basically just be on top of it. It won't be entertaining. It won't be an entertaining fight. But at this point in his career, you just need a W. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. You you just need that dub so that way you can plant your feet firmly in the UFC. So, yep, I agree. This is a fight that I'll probably I'll probably be watching SummerSlam during this fight. (laughs) Honestly, because SummerSlam starts at eight, so. And the main card, main card of UFC, don't start till ten. So I'll watch. I'll probably watch a little bit of SummerSlam during a couple of these prelims. I'm not really interested in, but I think this next prelim could be a pretty good fight uh, with uh, uh, Patera and uh, Negamiranu. Uh, almost a pick them. You got minus one hundred eight for Patera. Negamiranu's at minus one eighteen. So that's on Fanduel. Uh, so it's almost a pick them. I think this, I think this could be a pretty good fight. The one thing that concerns me, but I like I like Nima ah, Nima Mugranu. Always mess that name up. But he I like him to win this fight. Uh, the only thing that worries me a little bit for both these fighters again is level of competition. Uh, but I like Nima, uh, I think Negamanru is grappling and his and his wrestling is going to be a big difference in this fight. He also has good power. Uh, I just don't think I think he's the more well-rounded fighter than Patera, uh, and Patera's just been inconsistent. Uh, from fight to fight, you don't see the same guy, so that worries me. And then also, like I said, the level of competition. So I like uh, N- uh to win this fight. What do you think, Pride? Um. So here's kind of my thing with this, right? I think this is really a situation where I want to word this the right way, but I'm just going to go out and really just kind of, you know, I'm just going to go on a limb. Who is basically going to get chin checked first? In my opinion, I don't know what it is about these two guys, but I'm looking at them, and I've watched a little bit of this stuff before. One of them is going to get chin check, and it's going to fall, and I just feel like it's going to end up being a submission for one of these guys. Well, people don't understand. Both of these guys, right? Uh, I call them uh, Nikolay. Nikolay and uh, and Eeyore. They're both, they both know how to use the submission game. They're solid in the submission game. Yes. Only thing, though, they never really had to do it. Just because, you know, 
I can go in and knock people out. Right? Nikolay, like, he's out here just knocking dudes out. Like, his knockout percentage is, is over 50. Yeah, he and, hasn't used much of his grappling in the UFC. But he can use it. Yep, he can, but he You know what I mean? Like, but it's just the, the opportunity hasn't really called for him to use it. And it's not like he's going away from it because the few times that it's called, he's tried to use it. Yeah. You know, but again, the game plan when you fight a guy like Nikolai, stay on the feet. I would rather you stay on the feet and just use head movement and take your chances there rather than testing him. Because the scary part about it, this guy is a light heavyweight, but on the ground, he could move. For a light heavyweight, he could move. And not a lot of guys in that division can really keep up. It's kind of the same way that people kind of look at Cyril Gaon, right? Where Cyril Gaon would take a guy down, and all of a sudden, it's like this thing where it's just like, oh, 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 you're fast. Oh, God, like, you're quick, right? He kind of gives me that vibe a little bit, you know? So I'm going to go Nikolay. Um, I think it's going to be a very competitive back and forth. I just, in my opinion, I just think Nikolay is going to, it's going to be that one chin check, right? Where he, he hits Eeyore and it's not one that knocks him out. It just one that buckles him. And then it just for a split second, he's somewhere else. And then he gets up and then he's going to be like, oh, what do I do? You know what I mean? There's going to be a second where he's kind of, you know, frozen. And then that's going to end up going for the submission because honestly, I'm, I, People gotta stop sleeping on Nikolay's submission abilities. They gotta stop sleeping on it just because he's a light heavyweight doesn't mean he can't he can't roll with you. He can and he's comfortable doing it. So I just want I'm just hoping I can see him make some tap. Yeah, I think Nikolay's gonna win this fight as well. And he just I don't know he's a more well-rounded fighter uh, in my opinion. Both but both these guys have power in their hands, but I think uh, Nikolay has a little bit more power and I think his striking's a little more polished. Than what Pateras is, so that's why I like Nikolay as well in this fight. Again, all right. Next fight we have this is this is an interesting fight because of weight. As you have uh, Kim against Ed, uh, Edwards, Kim's a minus one third at minus one. Actually, this is a pick, and both of them are minus one thirteen. Uh, Gion Kim and uh, Jocelyn Edwards. Uh, what do you think on this fight? I'll let you go first this time. Do you mind going first? I got to go get some juice for my kid. Oh, I can go first. All right, go ahead. Uh, yeah, I like I like Jocelyn Edwards in this fight. Um, she's 11-4. and four. She took this fight on two weeks' notice. She has good power in her hands. Uh, the only thing that worries me about this fight is she's been fighting 145. And she's going down to 125 for this fight on on, on two weeks' notice. Uh, she's only fought at 125 one time in her career, and that was uh, three or four years or two or three years ago. Uh, so that's the only thing that worries me. Uh, but strike striking, she has improved takedown defense. Uh, I, I just think she's going to be too much for Kim. But uh, Kim's not a slouch, but she is one one and four last five, three and five overall in the UFC. Uh, she has decent boxing, but not a whole lot of power. Uh, she has lost three straight fight, th three straight fights, but I, I think Edwards is the uh, better, the more skilled fighter in these two. I'm gonna go with Edwards. Like I said, the only thing that worries me is she's going from one four, coming down from 145 all the way down to 125. So I, I do think she's gonna be the much bigger fighter on fight day. But how is that weight cut going to uh, affect her? Is the only thing I'm worried about. But I like Jocelyn Edwards here in this fight. All right, thanks for the patience, bro. 
All right. So who do you who do you have winning? Uh, I like Edwards. Look, like Edwards out. Okay. So, so by the way, so for you, by the way, the other two, um, the first two fights on because I'm on uh, when I look at it, you and I we use two different uh, sites, right? So you're on FanDuel. What I do is so that way we're in order. I go on UFC their website and they're partnered with DraftKings. Okay. So as of now, the the first two fights the odds are not out in terms of FanDuel. So. You know, oh, I'm sorry, uh, DraftKings. So if you want to bet on those fights, go over to FanDuel. Um, for this one, the odds here, because you said it's basically a pick them at one th- uh, minus 113 apiece. On DraftKings, I'm looking at Edwards being the minus 130 favorite. Um, it's very close. It's virtually a pick them too because the underdog, Kim, she's at a plus 110. So it's the, the, different, the difference isn't drastic. It's not really out of this world, right? So... That being said, um, I do want to be a contrarian and go with Kim. I really do. But 150 to 141? Come on, son. I just, I, in terms of the weight, right? Like, yeah, she's, for going, those, yeah, she's going down to 125 and she's been fighting at 145. Like, homie. Like, that's, the, that's the only thing that worries me about Edwards, though, is that big weight cut on two weeks' notice. I think she. I, not only do I think she can do it, I don't think it'll because she says she's she's relative. Like her walking weight isn't crazy. She says walking weight. She's only about like ten pounds over. Which I mean, okay, yeah, sure, it's a problem. Bad. You see what I'm saying? But it's still not yeah. over the top bad, right? Because uh, if now this is if she's telling the truth, which ten pounds in two weeks isn't much, isn't bad. It, it, it really isn't too much, especially considering that with the two weeks she's gonna blow herself back up anyway. Yeah, because a lot of fighters, what they do is, and and Chris, you know this, because you know you've been around, you've you've you know about MMA. So, what fighters do, they fight at a lower weight class. So yep. they'll fight at the lower weight class, and they will kill themselves to make weight, and then they blow themselves up. So on their, even though they make they make weight at, let's say let's say for some reason it's one seventy, right? A guy will do 170, just barely make it, blow himself up, and will try to walk in 180, 185. Oh yeah, like guy, like people will do that, right? So I think that's what people would go ahead. That's what people can't forget is these you they weigh in on Friday, so then they basically have over 24 hours to recover yeah. from, to put more put fluids in their body and recover, right? And then uh, they basically be and able t- to and back 10 pounds in two weeks is enough, not. I wrestled in high school and I've cut weight before. I've lost I'm yeah. a little guy and I've lost nine nine pounds in one day before. So I mean, yeah, hundred percent. No, I'm with you. Like, two weeks is it, it, it's, it's not as much as right as hard as it sounds. Right, because it sounds crazy, but it sounds crazy because you hear the word cut, right? When people hear the phrase cutting weight, it yeah. there's like a negative connotation because every time you see that, you know what people think of Chris Cyborg cutting weight and crying because she's basically killing herself. Yeah. Right, like she's like the amount of pain. She's I mean, that's what you're doing. Through. You're you're dehydrating yourself. Right. So it's it 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 does kind of suck, but again, ten pounds is fine. And on top of that, luckily for her, it's only for the two weeks. She did she take this fight on short notice? Yep. Yep. Took so on, even uh, two even, weeks notice. Right. So since it's on short notice, let's say for the sake of argument, she doesn't make it. They're not really gonna kill her for it. No, they're not because they're gonna be like, look, you try as long as she's not coming in like one sixty close. Yeah, yeah, they, 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 they. When you're short notice, people don't know when you're short notice. 
instead of a half pound they give you, they actually, if you take the final short notice, they give you about five pounds. And if you're within that five pounds showing you made effort, they won't, they won't be mad at you. They won't go, come on. You really, you really, you know, you didn't make weight. Like they won't come at you for that, you know? Yeah. So as long as she shows like, you know, Hey, I'm trying to lose the weight. The UFC is not going to get mad at her, especially considering they're looking at her and they turned to her on a short notice fight. Yeah. So we'll give her opponent twenty uh, percent of her pay and but do they, fight, and they'll be done the, with. But here's the question: Do they do that when as a fighter on short notice? I'm not do sure on short on short notice. They might not do that on short notice. But yeah, because I know I know when it's when it's a normal fight. Yeah, they yeah. do. But normal fight, you give short, up twenty percent of your purse. You know what I think it is? I think. I've, I think they actually like increase. So they're like, all right, look, you got to be at the bare minimum this weight before you fight. So instead of being the normal weight, yeah, they'll probably like, you know what I mean? Cause the, um, it's like what? One, one forty two. Was it one forty five? Uh, one forty five. One forty five. So one forty five. If she, like, you know, she tried, she's probably within, like, you know, if she's within 10, they'll probably be like, all right, cool, whatever, you know? We ain't gonna kill you because it's short notice. We're not gonna kill you, right? But um, I do like Edwards. Um, I when I look at Edwards, the only concern I kind of—it's not even really a concern—but she does get a little more sloppy towards the later rounds. But I don't think that's a cardio thing. I don't know what it is because Jocelyn has pretty solid cardio. Yeah, you know, she's got cardio. She can go. So I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what it is, but um, I, I agree with you. I'm going to go Edwards. However, comma, I will preface it with this. I think ja, Jai Jung Kim, she is going to give Joseline Edwards a fight. Oh, yeah. I think it's going to be a good, a fun fight it's to watch. Good. It's going to be a good fight. It's, 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 it's going to be a banger. I'm going to go with, with Edwards, but by the narrowest of margins. And they fight, they fight early because that fight is scheduled to start like around seven fifteen. Yeah. yeah, there's a lot of fights on this on this card. I think there's like thirteen or fourteen fights. Yep, in total. Yep. Uh, well, so we're oh, so far so far we've agreed on all of them. So far. Next fight we have is uh, Adam F- uh, Fugit against uh, Michael Morales. Uh, Morales is a minus seven twenty favorite. You get the plus four fifty underdog on the Fanduel. Over here, um, that's probably a bet you might want to consider over on Fanduel because on DraftKings it's way much closer. Um, Michael Morales is a minus uh, plus two thirty uh, underdog, while Adam Fugit is a minus two seventy five favorite. Wait a minute, Morales is an underdog on Fanduel or on, on draft? Fan, he is a plus two thirty. Oh, I'm gonna jump on that all day. He's a plus two thirty. Hey, before you go, Pride, real quick, because you brought up something now twice. If you're going to bet on sports, don't just use one sports book. Look at different mm-hmm. ones because you can you can find a lot better value sometimes at different places. Yeah, because I, I remember, like, I remember, I get on DraftKings and look. I look at mm-hmm. on Fanduel. Because uh, I remember the first time Caesar, I got on, oh, the yeah. Caesar Sportsbook. Because you can the, get you can get better odds. Because the first time I got on, I remember you told me that you were like, you know, keep it thing. That's why, like, when I found out that you that you did um, Fanduel, that's why I started. You know, I, like that's why I would kind of tell the odds also over here on on DraftKings because it's like 
as long as you know what you want to bet, the odds fluctuate depending on where you make the bet. It fluctuates. I so, can't believe he's an underdog on yeah. DraftKings and he's a minus 720 favorite of FanDuel. That is yeah. amazing. It, it, it really is. So, again, that kind of shows you, like, if 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 you think Michael's going to – if Adam's your guy, go FanDuel, right? Because, obviously, he's an underdog over on FanDuel. So, if you think he's going to win, you might as well jump on that. But if you think Michael Morales is getting this dub, go over on DraftKings because, again, he's a 230 um, underdog. Plus two thirty. So oh, man, that's that's crazy. I, I don't think I've. That's probably the biggest odd odds difference I've seen. Yeah, because you usually they because got the same like, person winning. Different, but they're close. Yeah. <laughs> like, like like for instance, like like Jocelyn Edwards, right? For you, it was basically a pickup over yeah. here on DraftKings minus one thirty to plus one ten, which is virtually kind of the same thing, right? Because those are uber close, right? Yeah. So it's usually like that over here. This is a completely different story. So. So, yeah, if Michael Morales is your guy, hop on DraftKings because apparently DraftKings don't fuck with the guy. I don't know what he did, but apparently <laughs> he's not good. But go ahead, Chris. Oh, uh, no, you go ahead. Who do you have having oh. this fight? Um, well, this is – I'm going uh, Morales. Um, there's just I, – I I believe – I like his power. Um, I like his te- – I like his boxing technique too. Yep. It, it's a very good, clean technique. Um, um, his his movement, I I really do like. Um, this is a guy who doesn't. He has the ability to go into the deeper rounds, right? He can he can go by decision. He doesn't really care to, but that option is still on the table. Um, I believe he's got a a one inch leg reach. I believe is the advantage for him. Um, uh, forty one to forty, I believe. Um, and he's got a three inch uh, reach advantage as well. Um. Yep in terms of his arm reach. So I think you're going to see him kind of stick the jab, you know what I mean, uh, move around. Uh, for Adam, this is his uh, promotional debut. Um, this, he has not had a fight in the UFC, so God bless him. Good luck with him. Um, Morales is undefeated, um, and maybe it's just me. Is it me? It might be me. Um, but I'm looking at this as a situation where if he wins this bout, his next fight, he should probably start looking at. Let me see what the rankings are in the welterweight division. I was gonna say, if he wins this fight, he should be getting pretty close to get making the rankings. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Why is Michelle Pereira fifteenth in the welterweight division? Huh? Don't they want him to fight? Is he? Don't tell me they're just doing anything to get him ranked. Do better. <laughs> Well, obviously not, because I was going to say have him fight number 15, but no, 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 we can't do that. We can't ruin him, uh, you know, Izzy versus Michelle, so we can't do that. So um, uh, Jeff Neal, maybe Neil Magny, Michael Chiesa, I mean, he does, he's not really doing anything, right? I, I think, I think honestly, you should probably start priming him to get one of those guys because I don't know what it, Michael Morales, I think this kid is a stud. I like I him. Too. I think I, I like think he could, I think he could really uh, work, work his way up the division. Yeah, I believe so. I believe so. And the thing is, once you're ranked, with how bad like Usman is out, like I think about it, who really is going to give Usman a legitimate challenge? Right? He beat Kobe twice. Kobe should never get another rematch. Period. Let's just get out because he got dominated both times. Right? Yeah. I mean, 
Gilbert Burns. There's no reason to see a, a third fight of that. Right. Gilbert Burns got knocked out bad. You think Balil Muhammad has a chance? Bro, he yo, he's so scared to fight Usman, he's virtually retired. So God knows really what's going on with him. I don't think Vicente Luque really has a chance. And now when you're going six, I'm sorry, uh seventh, that's Steven Thompson. He's he's basically done, right? Because he's like what 89, his old self. Love he's you, Steven. Much damage. But I, I feel like I can make fun of Wonder Boy because that's my boy. I like him a lot. Um, <laughs> but then Jorge Masvidal, <laughs> Lulz, okay, he got knocked out. Um, eight, uh, number nine, Sean Brady. I love Sean Brady. That's my boy. I don't think he's ready. And now you're going 10 to 15, who's definitely not ready. So it's like there's really only two guys that Usman really needs to beat before you can officially say I really cleaned out the division. And he's fighting one of them in, at the next pay-per-view, right? Uh, Leon Edwards, right? If he beat when he if he beats Leon, which we'll cross that bridge when we get there, and if he beats uh, Chameev, all of a sudden you're gonna be desperate to make a new star. If you get this kid, Michael Morales, and you make him fight Neil Magny, Michael Chiesa, Jeff Neil, um, uh, Jing Liang, maybe if he beats them, and then he ends up, you give him one more fight. Maybe even like uh, a UFC fight night main event. He beats Vincente Luque. Beats Muhammad. Imagine if he if he somehow stumbles his way to beat Chameev. Oh, I'm going Sizzler with this kid. Me and him, bro, we're partying, bro. We're going Sizzler. We're going Sizzler. But I, I believe his. I like this kid a lot. I do like what he's bringing to the table. So, I'll be honest, man. If he wins this in convincing fashion, they're going to have to start giving to him and start giving him some tests. Yeah. And let's see if this kid really is legit because I think he is, but we won't know until the rubber meets the road. So I think after this fight, you're going to have to start giving this kid some uh, some legitimate tests. Yeah, if he if he wins this fight, I, th I think his next fight should be somebody, like you said, in the ranked in the 10 to 15 range at mm -hmm. least because uh, – and, I, and I, I like Morales in this fight. Uh, he has great boxing. He's a great counter striker as well. But he, he also he's also not bad on the ground. He has good good uh, good wrestling and grappling. So I'll tell you what, UFC did not do uh, a huge a favor by uh, putting him in here with uh, Morales on a on a nine day notice. Imagine we say this, and all of a sudden, few get knocked out. I will get so upset. I will need to talk to Dana White. I'll be like, Dana, who's your boss? I need to talk to him. I, I think it's, I mean I think it could be a decent fight, but I just think Morales is more well-rounded and he has I think he has more power in his hands than what uh, Fugit does. So I don't know if, if yeah. uh, Fugit's going to be able to handle Morales on their feet. I don't think so. And and the thing is, what I what the sad part about it is, I don't think he'll be able to. But I think Fugit's going to end up trying to go to the ground to get a break, and then that's where it's going to be like Morales going to be like, oh wait, this is your best chance. <laughs> It'll be a long, a long night for you, kid. Let me let me show you why I'm undefeated, fuck boy. And then the, the next fight, this was one that we might we might be opposite on this one. We've been to get we've been the same so far, but you have uh Jakar Close against uh, Rafa Garcia. Uh close is a minus two forty-five favorite, and Rafa Garcia is a plus one eighty-six underdog on FanDuel. Yeah, over here on draft, they, the odds aren't even out yet. What a time to be alive. Wonder why DraftKings waits so long to put their put them out. 
me see. Maybe the oh, maybe oh no. Okay, okay. So so I lied. I'm a liar. I fib. So it's not on the UFC website. All right. Oh, okay. All right. So let me just catch up because I'm an idiot. I'm an idiot. Okay. So for uh, Kosi versus Blood Diamond. Kosi's a minus two fifteen favorite. Blood Diamond is a plus one eighty five favorite. Uh, underdog. I'm sorry. Um, for uh, Nikolay versus uh, Eeyore, Nikolay is a minus one twenty favorite. Eeyore is the plus one hundred favorite. We both had Nikolay. Yep, yep, yep. And then I think we both had uh, Kosi. Yep. Um, in the first one too. Um, Edwards is a minus. I'm just gonna go based off FanDuel because this is probably more updated. Um, Edwards is a minus 125, so now the the gap is is lengthened. She's now a minus 125 favorite. Uh, Kim is a plus 105 underdog. Um, Edwards just went up to a minus 148 underdog on or a favorite. I mean on FanDuel now. Yep, and then uh, Michael Morales is a minus 600. Um, so that changed too. favorite. Yeah, real quick. Um, and then Fugit is a plus 450, so that's what we got now. Um, and then for Close versus Garcia, Close is a minus 215 favorite, and Garcia is a plus 185 underdog. Um, so they're pretty close because on here it's um 245 favorite and uh plus 186 underdog, they're, they're pretty close on this fight. Yep, who you got winning? Uh, Man, this fight was a I ain't lie, this fight was a tough one for me. Uh I think it's gonna be a fun fight to watch because of their styles. Uh I'm gonna go with Rafa Garcia, even though he took this fight on 16 days notice. Uh I just I think he is uh his boxing is just gonna be a little bit better than what closes is. And they they both can wrestle. Uh both guys have some uh ha or excuse me, Garcia is great on the ground on, on submissions. He has eight on his career. Yep. Uh so I, I, close might have a little bit more power, but I just think Garcia is going to be able to to uh, get inside and get get his takedowns and be able to maybe get a submission or do some damage. So I like Garcia in this fight. Okay, so I'm I'm gonna go close. I'm de I'm definitely gonna go against you. I'm gonna go close. Now the only reason why I'm going close was because Garcia took this fight on short notice. I believe if you give him a full training camp to come up with a full legitimate fleshed out game plan, I think we have a completely different conversation but i that's just think the only thing that worries me i'm not gonna lie that's the only thing that worries me about the fight that's it so unfortunately because of that i'm gonna go close if, if it was a short notice i would think i would honestly think rafa garcia would have this but honestly that's really the only reason i think that's like the biggest reason i'm in my opinion it's the only reason why i'm going close but it being the the, the only reason it is still a huge recent and a huge disadvantage that Garcia is in right now. So um, I'm going to go close. All right. That's first time we was different on. Yes, sir. <laughs> next next fight uh, is uh, Dante Mays. And I'm not even going to try to say that last name. So I'm just going to call him Hamdi. Abdul Wahab. Abdullah Hobb or something like that. Yep, Abdullah yep. Minus two, uh, Mazes is minus 200 favorite. Uh, Hamdi is a plus 154 underdog. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. So for you, the underdog 
is Hamdi, right? Yep. Abdul Wahab. Yep. Wow. Okay. So over here, it's the exact opposite. So if you guys think Dontel Mays is gonna get the winner, if you think if you got that confidence, um, yeah, you can get Mays as an underdog on DraftKings. I'm looking at the wrong one. Never mind. Nah, Maze is minus 195. I was looking at the wrong one. I was gonna say if Maze is the underdog, I I'll take yeah. that on DraftKings definitely. My bad. Nah, I, I I lied. I lied. Um, he's a, he's a minus 195. Um, okay. real close. Abdel Wahab is plus 165. So they're about the same. Yeah. Uh, who who do you like in this fight? I think it's gonna be inter interesting, dude. I'm going Maze because I just see. Abdul Wahab and his face does not match his body, so I, I, I'm, I'm, he's losing. Um, my concern is this is a guy in Abdul Wahab who has never fought before in the UFC. No, he has three fights in his career. Two of them, I think, were bare knuckle. <laughs> exactly, two was bare knuckle, and one wasn't wasn't legit. Yeah, he hasn't fought a great level of competition at all. Right, so, um. I'm 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 going I'm going Hayes. Um and Mays has like a seven inch reach advantage on him. Yeah, he's got a, yeah, and I, I believe his leg he also has a, a leg a leg reach advantage too, I think by a few inches as well. So look, no disrespect to you know Abdul Wahab and if I be thinking this is a short notice fight too. This yeah, is, don't I, get me I wrong, I could see I mean, I, there's a world where uh, Hamdi could uh, catch uh, Maze with a shot and knock him out. He has good power. That's not a world I want to live in. Uh, but I just, I just don't, I just don't see it happening. But I just think the level of competition that uh, he's fought, Hamdi's fought, hasn't been great. He does have good power, but he, he gets out of control on his feet. Overly kind of, reckless. Yeah, gets reckless, and I, I just, I think that could be bad news against uh, Maze's boxing. So I, I, that's why I like Maze in this fight as well. And, uh, next fight is uh, Drew Dober against uh, Rafael Alves. Uh, Dober's a minus 196 favorite. Alves is a plus 152 underdog. Uh, that's on FanDuel. Say that one more time, bro. My fault. Are you good? Uh, got, got Drew Dober against uh, Alves, Rafael Alves. Dober's a minus one uh, ninety six favorite. Alves is plus one fifty two underdog on Fanduel. One fifty two. Okay, over here on DraftKings, it's a little closer. Uh, Dober's still the favorite at minus one seventy. Um, Alves is a plus one forty five favorite. So you know, you know, you get more bang yeah. over here on. FanDuel. To me, th this fight here is is going to be interesting. Uh, it's an interesting fight because both got both guys have uh, decent grappling. Alves, I would say, has the better grappling, but both guys have. I mean, both of them have submissions. Thing that worries me about Dobers is takedown defense, but the thing that worries me about Alves is his cardio. He sl he slows down as the fight goes on, mm -hmm. uh, and basically because of his of my worry about his cardio, uh, I like Do I like Dober here in this fight. Yeah, and and honestly, and another reason why I'm going Dober because I agree with you there. Um, I 
my thing is with Dover, yeah, sure, you know, his takedown defense is a little spotty. Like, you can take him down. But the thing is, when you take him down, there's a lot of times he gets right back up. He can submit you or he can end up just negating everything you do because he basically says he's a wizard on the ground himself. He already knows what's going to happen. Um, combine that with the fact that I believe he he does have more power than Alves. And like you said, with the cardio, I think round two, Alves, is. I think round one is going to be a banger. You know, they're both going to come out crazy. I think Alves is going to get a little tired round two and just being a little tired. Yep. Sometimes that's all that's needed for you to go night night. And, and I could, I could see happens. somebody getting submitted in this fight. Between these two fighters, they have – in their careers, they have 17 submissions uh, yes. combined. Yep. So, I mean, this, this fight could easily end on the ground. And then they both have uh, good power. I mean, Dober has eight knockout wins, and Alves has seven knockout wins. Yep. So, I mean, th- but they both have, have won quite a few fights by decision, too. So, yep. I, mean, I just think the cardio is going to be play a big factor in this fight. Oh, I agree. And then the last fight of the prelims is Alex Morono against uh, Matthew uh, Selmersberger. Selmersberger's a minus-170 favorite. Morono's a plus-132 uh, underdog. Uh, what, what do you think about this uh, featured fight for the, the prelims? What, what was Selmersberger uh, for you? For uh, that? Minus-170. 170? Okay. So, um, here, Fandle... Um, uh, Morono is a plus 135. Uh, Semelsberger is a minus 155. So, just in case I look here for those. Oh, see, I, damn, I might have, I'm going to have to go to DraftKings because I, I like Semelsberger in this fight and I can get him a little bit better value. He's still yeah, a fan. He's only minus 150 on DraftKings. Yeah, you, yeah, because I was about to say, but once you said that he was a minus 150, I was like, you know. You know, you could probably get a little more bang for your buck over here, but um, um, yeah, um, I think for me, um, I I, I think it's gonna be a solid fight. Um, for me, it's it's a fight I wouldn't bet on because I I can see there's scenarios I can see either guy winning. Yep. So so I'm not confident enough I'd actually put money on it, but I do like Selma's burger. and a lot of it is, I think he's going to be the bigger fighter because he's big for this division. Yes, he's huge. Awesome. And he, he has good striking, good wrestling. I mean, he's just well-rounded. But Morono has some good power. So, uh, right. Morono can get out of control a little bit, and he throws high volume sometimes, and uh, his, his cardio could uh, can play a factor. And a lot of times when he's throwing those high volumes, why I don't like Morono throwing high volumes he gets chin checked a lot. Yeah, because you know, when he's being reckless, it's it's the, the counters piece him up like crazy, yep. you know. And he does get chin checked a lot. Um, so I I think and 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 uh, Samuelsberger, he, he's he's got a nice counter, you know. The I think I think it's a counter right. Is it the right? I th- yeah, I think it's a counter right hook that he throws. That's like yeah, vicious. And his his counter left uppercut too is kind of like. This weird thing because like his body's doing one thing, but his the the when he does the uppercut, it does something. It's it's crazy, but one hundred percent, I'm going Samuel's Burger. Um, like you said, he's already big for the division, right? So that just kind of really means more power. Um, he's got the reach and leg reach advantage, right? Both by three inches, and he's got the height advantage. He's four one in the UFC as well. 
Right. And I, I just think that he's going to come out calm, cool, collected. He's going to be like, all right, I'm, you know, I'm just basically going to piece him up and I'm just going to wait for Morono to kind of give me the opportunities because the thing is Morono gets frustrated very easily. He gets yeah. frustrated very easily. That's kind of like the blueprint that people have been using to beat this guy. When, if you kind of just toy with him a little bit, he gets frustrated and then tries to full blitz you and he tries to full send you to, you know, the dark ether and the problem with that is when you have a guy who can chin check you real quick with counters, which is one of your biggest defensive flaws, it's a recipe, you know, it's a that's a recipe for disaster. So um 100 percent bro, I I'm going Semmel's burger. Yeah, would you pull the picture up picture up of uh smells Selma's burger? He don't even look like he'd be a fighter. <laughs> it's no. like that's all like a lumberman. He looks that's like all a the pictures of like, dude, who's who's this guy? Yeah, dude, he just looks normal. He's just, he's like, you know what the vibes he gives me? He gives me that Yuri Prohashka vibe. Yeah, I, I can see that. You know what I mean? He's just there and he's just kind of like, hey, what's up? You know, like, he gives me that type of vibe. Well, right. You can, you can tell, you can tell he gets girls like crazy, though. He's a fuckboy without a shadow of a doubt. Don't kill me, Smellsburger. Please don't kill me. So we both, we both have a Selmsburger? Yes, sir. All right, that's all the prelims. So we'll move to the to the main card. This main mm. card has a lot of good fights on it. I'm yes. I'm excited for the main card tomorrow night. I'm excited. I'm and to kick it off, we get Anthony Smith against uh, uh, Ankalev. Mm -hmm. Smith is a plus four hundred underdog. Ankalev's a minus six twenty favorite on Fanduel. Mm. So over on DraftKings, Smith is a plus four thirty underdog. Um. Ankaleyev is a is a minus five sixty favorite. So if you if you want to bet on this fight, you get better value at uh, DraftKings. That's crazy. Especially if you like Smith, because you're getting him at plus four sixty, and only you're only getting him at plus four hundred here. So I mean, that's that's some money. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah, nah, that's. What what you think about this fight? I think this I think this is going to be an interesting fight because I could see, but I guess there, I can. Look, look at this fight at different ways and see both either guy winning. But then, so, but the odds are a lot farther apart than what I figured they would be for this fight. I know Smith has had I some troubles. Yeah, but at the same time, it's not like it's not like it's and not really. He's had troubles. He's lost some stuff. When he's lost, it's been to like top level guys. Right. Like so it's not like he's pouches. right. And on top of that, when he's losing, it's not like he's looking like a bum. You know, we're not yeah. having conversations like. Man, he's got to retire. He's just more along the lines of like, Hammy Loki kind of wasn't lucky. I well, can see all it. these odds. I was, I, I'm not gonna lie. I was surprised. I thought the I odds would be closer. I was, I was honestly shocked. I don't, um, I, don't I, mean, I don't have a problem with Smith being an underdog, but maybe like at plus 130 or plus 150. I don't see I thought, a big gap, that big, big a gap in these guys. I honestly, before, because what I usually try to do is when, when, when I, when I see the card, right, I go to Google, right. Yeah, I just Google UFC 277 or whatever, right? And it kind of tells me the card, but it doesn't give me the odds. I do that so I can try to predict the odds because I'm curious, like, who yeah. would be the underdog? Do the same thing. The, you know what I mean? Who's the favorite? Who's the underdog? How much is it going to be? And I have this. I thought Ankaleev was going to be, honestly, like a minus 180. And you go over to, um, to Anthony Smith. And I was gonna give him, you know, one eh, forty-ish, you know, plus one forty, something like that, right? Yeah. In that vicinity, 
And then all of a sudden, I saw minus four, and I was like, all right, this is relax, right? And then I looked over to Anthony Smith, and it was like plus three, and I was like, all right, settle down, whoever's doing this, all right? Relax, settle down. I don't think it's that much of a discrepancy. Um, no, I, um, I think it's going to be a real close fight. I really do. I do, too. I, I, I think so, too. I think this is a situation where, in my opinion, um, especially in the light heavyweight division, uh, Magomed Ankaleyev kind of really needs to prove he belongs up there. He needs to get that signature fourth. win. Right. He's fourth. Anthony Smith is fifth. He gets that signature win, and all of a sudden, it's kind of him and Islam Makachev are kind of in the same boat, right? Where people feel like they were propelled way too quickly. Magomed yeah. gets this win. That's a signature win he needs. And for Anthony Smith, this could perhaps really be his final chance. Yeah, um, to try to make a t- another one more title run. Right. You know what one I mean? more because, run at the title, I should say. Right, because think about it. Right now, Jamal Hall, after he knocked out Johnny Walker, he's which was by far the funniest knockout I think I've ever Rampage seen. Rampage versus Hamill. Man, I remember that. Bro. I got, Dude, I'm, Uf- I'm watching UFC TV, and uh, they're, they're getting ready to show. Uh, right now, it's getting ready to be Frank Mir against Roy Nelson. Big country, Roy Nelson. By the, I'm glad you brought up Matt Hamill. The funniest joke I've ever heard. I can't remember where I heard it from. You might have heard this. So they were talking about John Jones and how he beat Matt Hamill, right? I don't. For those of you who don't know, Matt Hamill's deaf, yes. right? Like he's legally deaf. You know, he's got hearing problems. So, um, somebody had basically said that like after the fight, because um, for those of you who don't know, because everyone's wondering. Where did that loss come from, John Jones? It came from Matt Hamill. And it's not because Matt Hamill beat him. It's because John Jones threw illegal elbows going 12 to 6, which is basically going yeah. up vertical and directly down vertical. Those were illegal. He hit some of those, so they disqualified, so that's his loss. So um, after the fight, my in the octagon, Matt Hamill was like, oh, bro, don't worry, we're going to rematch. And then someone basically was like, yo, did you see John Jones' face? He's like, I'm never going to rematch you. And he's like, and then someone else was like, it was like a show. And there was, someone else was like, dude, he's insane. And then someone was like, it was Brandon Schaub on uh, on the Joe Rogan experience. Dude, and he was like, he was like, I like dude, Schaub. He, I, dude. To, I used to listen to that fighter and the kid podcast a lot. Yo, he was like, they, they were, it was him and Joe Rogan basically saying, dude, you're, he's not going to rematch you. And then they were basically just saying how it shouldn't be a loss. They're like, watch the fight. <laughs> and then Brad Shaw was like, did you hear him like afterwards? Like, dude, bro, in the back. And Joe Rogan says something like, he's not going to rematch you. And then Brandon Shaw goes, dude, what? You want to lose your fucking vision too, bro? And I was just like, no. Yeah, Shaw, uh, Shaw oh. and Rogan, are, they're, they're pretty good friends. They're always, they're always, they're together a lot. Yo, so much. Dude, I don't know. When I heard that, I just, I started laughing. I was like, that's hilarious. Um, but I got Ankleyev. Um, I, I I genuinely believe he's gonna get this win. <clears throat> Excuse me, I'm correct. I I have Ankalev as well. I just yep. only there's only one thing that worries me about Ankalev is he'll go in these periods where he don't throw very much volume, and mm-hmm. you, you don't want to get in that kind of fight where you don't you control but don't do much volume because you don't want to leave it up to the judges because right. we all know UFC the UF well whoever judges they are because they don't really belong to the UFC but they're terrible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so no, that's the only thing that worries about me. Sometimes his his volume will get low, but I I just think I just think at this point in their careers, he, he's a little bit more polished than what Smith is. I think Smith is 
might be coming more toward the toward the downhill of his career. Yeah. And honestly, for me, I just really look at it as I don't think I think Ankaleyev can't really be in a situation where you know, and maybe this is just me, but I just I don't think Ankaleyev because I do have those same concerns about the constant, like, you know, the 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 spots of inactivity. But I think Anthony Smith will put so much pressure on him that he won't be able to 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 get away with that. Yeah, that, yeah, that's a good point. That definitely could happen. Cause, bro, he a dog. Yeah, he a dog. Yeah, when he's throwing volume, man, you're in trouble. But just every once in a while, it's like he just slows down. But and I don't think it's a cardio issue because he don't ever look tired. He don't look tired. No, I don't think so either. I don't think it's that either. To be honest with you, I I don't know what it is. I really don't. But. You know, but like I said, I, I think because of Anthony Smith and how much he's, you know, very aggressive himself, I don't think, in my opinion, if you're gonna we're gonna see that. And if we do, it's gonna be a shame, really is. But I got Ankalev. Yeah, I got Ankalev too. Uh, like Ankaleev. I said, I, I just think uh he has good kicks. Uh and Smith is uh susceptible to getting hit in the body, and he gets hurt when he gets hit to the body. Mm-hmm. And Uncle Lev, uh, uh throws some good kicks to the body, and he'll he'll uh, throw some good uh punches to the body as well. And I think I think that could be a big factor in this fight because that's how Smith doesn't don't take uh blows to the body very well. Unfortunately, he does not. But then the second fight of the main card, I think this is going to be a real. Uh, I think this is going to be a fun fight. You got Alex yep. Perez versus uh, Alexander Petoya. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, I like I like Petoya. is uh, a minus one ninety six favorite. Perez is a plus one fifty two underdog. Yeah, over on DraftKings, uh, Alexandre uh, Alexandre is minus one ninety. Alex Perez is a plus one sixty uh, underdog. So if you like Perez, you get better value at DraftKings. Yeah. Yeah, but if you like uh, Pantoja, head on I, over to. Fanduel. I think I think this is going to be a fun fight. Uh, oh yes. I mean, both uh, both guys have uh, good striking. Uh, Perez has good kicks, but the only thing that scares scares me about uh, Perez is weight issues. He missed weight last fight. I, don't, I think he. There's been like three or four fights in a row of his that have been booked and got canceled either for weight issue or or for something. So I'm just hoping he gets on the scale tomorrow night. Tomorrow night and the fight is going to happen, or tonight and the fight's going to happen tomorrow. But I think Patoya, I like Patoya, 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 however you pronounce his name. I like him. <laughs> hey, I, I know I butcher some of these names, but but no, I like him to win this fight because I think his weapons are more lethal than what Perez's are. I think he, okay. he has that little bit more of a mean streak and, and with his power, and he has great grappling as well, and he has good cardio. Uh, so I like Patoya to win this fight. Uh, Patoya has, has actually beat uh, Marino, who's in the co-main event, mm-hmm. or in the uh, yeah co-main event twice. Yep. I mean, yeah, he, he has a lot of weapons. He's a well-rounded fighter. So for that reason, I, I like uh, Patoya. Patoya. So I'm I'm gonna agree with you, but I'm gonna agree with you for a different reason. I'm believe it or not, I'm gonna agree basically because of matchmaking. I think whoever wins this will fight the loser of Moreno versus Kai Carl Franz that, that we're gonna end up seeing as the Comey. Yeah, I think well, whoever yeah, I see that. you know what I mean? So kind of start setting something else up because 
um, I think now they're starting to see, all right, you know, before it was just Brandon Moreno or before it was just Davidson Figueredo, right? Now it's, you know, now it's, you know, Brandon Moreno and or Davidson Figueredo and Brandon Moreno. Yeah. Now I you mean, have if Moreno, Moreno wins the, t- tomorrow, we're probably going to see Figueroa and Moreno, Moreno, was it four? Four, yeah. And, and you know what? Most times you'll say, oh, I don't want to see it. Hey, I wouldn't care to watch him to go at it, go at no it again. Because they fought, what, three times? This is the yeah. first time in, in that I can remember that the guy has, like, three guys, like, a guy's, two guys have fought three times, right? One guy clearly has, like, you know, the record advantage, and you still don't know who is better. This yeah. is the first time, in my opinion, I've ever seen anything like that. Yeah, like, it's, it's rare. Like, think about it, bro. It's wild. And they had their trilogy back to back to back to back. Yeah. Right. And it's just nuts to me. And it's leading up for the fourth for the fourth fight, especially right. if especially if Marino can win tomorrow night. Oh, Marino wins, he's he's definitely gonna be up there. But okay, that we'll cross that bridge when we get there. <laughs> I don't want to get too ahead of ourselves, but I'm gonna go Alex Andre. I do like him. Um, I do think he's a little more, you know, um he's he's a little more quick on his feet. Um even though he doesn't have a leg reach advantage, he doesn't really live on leg kicks. And what I like about him is he can – he's a very well-balanced winner. And what I mean by that is he's is he's got plenty of wins under his belt by knockout. He's got plenty by submission and plenty by decision. So when you watch this guy fight, you never he never really feels out of a fight. He doesn't yeah. really feel out of a fight. And when you have that – it's it that's something really great because you know no matter what you know you always have the uh you know um words are hard for me but you <laughs> you always have that opportunity to you know end yeah. up getting the win so um i think it's gonna be close but i got pentoya or pentoha that's who i have to uh and for pentoa he has a I mean, he's 32 years old so he, he needs to be keep going up the rankings so I just had to switch. Oh. That was just me. I, yeah, I just had to switch. I was like, what the hell happened? <laughs> I was just me. I don't know if I said the odds, by the way, but Pantoja minus 190. He's a minus 190 favorite. Perez plus 160 favorite. Yes. Like I said, if you like Perez, you get better value uh, at DraftKings. That's uh, but I like Pantoja. I just think I think he's on a – I think this is, might be his last shot at making a, a run for the title. And he's just—he's looked good in all the fights I've seen him fight. So I'm—I'm I'm going with Patoa as well. And in this next fight, this right here is what oh, good old Jr. would call a slobber knocker. As you have Derek Lewis against uh, Sergey Sergey Pavlovich, and uh, Lewis is plus one twelve. Pavlovich is a minus one forty two favorite. Uh, what do you what do you think about this one? I think I think this is going to be a, a, a brawl and somebody's getting knocked out. Yeah, you want to know what I really think, Chris? I just think someone stole my now and later. <laughs> this is this is this is, this is an outrage. But um, this for me, I'm gonna. It's tough. It's tough. I'm gonna go Derek Lewis on blind face. Blind faith. I shouldn't. I sh- 
I shouldn't. Um, but I'll be honest, I believe that this rough patch that Derek Lewis is going to or going through relative to this weekend, I don't think it's anything bad, anything, you know, out of this world. I think it's the same thing as is is Alan Smith. Look who he's look who he's losing to. Like, you know what I mean? Like people are looking at that, that especially that two uh tied to a Vasa loss as like a bad thing. Bro, you're losing to a kid to a, a guy who's been climbing up the ranks and beating everyone that you've kind of been putting them in the in the octagon with, you know? So it's yeah. like I'm not necessarily gonna knock him for it, you know. He tried to bang with him, right? Because that's what Derek Lewis does, right? Did it's not like Derek Lewis was like, oh yeah, I'm I'm a I'm a fight like a like a punk and you know I'm now gonna try to work some jujitsu and I've never done that before. It's not what happened. He just got caught, you know. So I I'm I'm gonna go Derek Lewis. I still think Derek Lewis has the power. Um, if it was a five rounder, I would say something different. But because of it being a three rounder, I think he'll be able to kind of gas himself. Because I've said this before, not a single fight is going to decision. You know. Yeah. So, you know, that's yeah, kind of uh, what uh, I'm looking at it. Yeah, I like Lewis as well. The only thing that worries me about Lewis a little bit is his uh his motivation because I mean he's getting I mean you know what I mean he's 37 80. it's not likely he's gonna get another title shot but. He is ten and two in the state of Texas. He lives in Houston, if I remember correctly. So he he like he likes fighting there, close to home. Uh, I like Lewis here. Pav- Pavlich, I know he, he's a good striker, and he has he has twelve knockouts. He has power, but I don't think he's fought. He I know he hasn't fought near the level of competition that that Lewis has, and that's one thing that worries me about Pavlich. So I, I like Lewis in this fight uh, for those reasons. I'm not mad that you. I'm not mad that you feel that way. You know what I mean? Cause I get it. You know. Um. On top of that, I'm also not mad because you agree with me. So trust me yeah. when I tell you. As long as you agree, I don't mind. Um, for the odds here, Sergey Pavlov uh, Pavlov is actually the favorite over on DraftKings. He's a minus one forty-five favorite. Derek Lewis is a plus one twenty-five underdog. Ooh. But if anybody here is very confident in Derek Lewis. And if you're that comfortable to put money on, you get. Better. I don't know how. I don't know how it is over on. Uh, you get better value FanDuel. at DraftKings. So, how, how, what are the odds over at Fanduel? Uh, on Fanduel, Lewis is plus one twelve, and pa- Pavlich mm. is minus one forty two. Oh yeah, so you yeah, so if you like Lewis, you get better value at, at DraftKings. That's crazy. It's crazy how much different sports books can be. Well, then we move on to the co-main event of the evening, and, and this right here, I think, I think, it, I think it, this fight's going to be interesting. Uh, it could be a real close fight, but I also see a, I also see a world where Moreno can uh, be can be kind of dominant in this fight as well. Um, he's coming off a loss to Figueroa, where he lost his title. Coming back off a loss like that, it's always nice to see how they, you know, what I mean, how you respond. Uh, he he has beat he beat uh, France back in uh, 2019 by decision. Uh, Moreno was the underdog in that fight. Uh, we know Moreno has a good chin. Uh, I like his I like his wrestling and he has uh, good boxing and good kicks. And, but France isn't no slouch and he's on a three fight win streak. Has good power. Uh, he's four one over his last fight uh, five. Uh, he won his last fight. So I mean. 
He's on a three fight win streak, but I just don't, I don't, I don't think he's gonna have enough against Moreno. Really? You like France? I I don't like France. I don't like <laughs> Kai Car France. Chris, I love Kai Car France. I'm enamored with Kai Car France. I want to change my name to Kai Car France. <laughs> That's how much. I am deep in love with this man. So over here on DraftKings, Brandon Moreno is a minus one, a minus two fifteen favorite. Kai Kawa France plus one eighty five underdog. I am taking the underdog. Not like in this instance, Kai Kawa France is a guy that I've been watching for a while, and no one has ever agreed with me. But I've always been saying there's just something about this kid. I don't know what it is. But if you put this kid's back to a wall, he doesn't give a flying French toaster stick. Yeah. He don't care. He's like, bro, put me up against the wall. I promise you, I'll, I'll, I don't care. He will take his chances with absolutely anybody. Kayakar France, Brandon Moreno, dare I say, I think Brandon Moreno is actually overlooking Kayakar France. And he is looking, and he's basically, in his mind, he already has Frigoredo Moreno for already planned out in his head and all the stuff he wants to say and how bad yeah, he wants I to hope, get the belt back. I hope he's not doing that because if he does that, he's going to be in That's trouble. France isn't no slouch. I, I do I'm like Marino, Marino but France, France isn't no slouch at all. But one thing real quick that does kind of worry me about France is this will be his first five-round fight. And 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 I, I would agree with you, but the only reason why I don't think so, you want to know why, Chris? Is they go with five rounds. <laughs> and going five rounds, Chris. That's the only reason why that's not a concern for me. Literally the only reason. If this was going to be a five-round war, yes, I would be concerned. But only because, only because I don't think, I don't think it's going to go five rounds. So I'll be all right. Right, Naomi, high five, you agree with me? She punched me, so it counts. So <laughs> we got two people for Kai Car Front, and when he wins, I'm putting money on it. I'm 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 betting Kai Carl France because if we do, bro, uh, I'm, we're going with Sizzler. No. I, th I think we've only been different uh, on like two fights. <laughs> yeah, I, th I think one of them was on the early prelims, yeah, and the other one is just now. And then, man, the main event, uh, Pena against uh, Nunez. Uh, Juliana is a plus 220 underdog on FanDuel, and Nunez is a minus 295 favorite, which I think is absolutely disrespectful uh, to the cha uh, to the champion, Pena. How yeah, the I hell... Mean, I, I agree. It is very... How the hell you just... You just, you just no, beat I, Nunez. How the hell are you the underdog in this fight? I, I'm with... Listen, I do think it's very disrespectful to the champion, Amanda Nunez. I agree. <laughs> I concur with you. I concur. It, it, this is extremely disrespectful to, to Amanda Nunes. How dare we give, you know, Juliana Pena any... Look, look here, man. By the way, for DraftKings, uh, Pena is a plus 225 underdog, and Nunes is a minus 265 favorite. You get better so, value on, e on either fighter at DraftKings. Yeah, so I, let me just say this one thing about Juliana Pena, right? And mind you, I don't hate Juliana Pena. Let me just preface this with that right round two round two she did something that very few women can do she stood in the pocket and banged with a man in the 
Yep. And I will give her credit for that. I, I am not one of the people that say she got lucky or anything like that. That's not what I'm saying. You know? Because at the end of the day, what happened round one, she got destroyed round one. She was getting mauled alive. Things were not looking good for her round one. Yep. In the slightest. So, round one happens. John Pena goes to her school. She goes to her school. She goes to her school, right? They tell her. Oh my God, she really forced herself to cry. Okay. But um, she went to the school, listened to what happened, you know, and the coaches was like, all right, look. Round one happened. You took it, you know, obviously, you clearly lost. This is why managers need to be more honest with their fighters, right? Like, hey, coach, this is why you need to be honest because they told you, Julian, Juliana, you lost, okay? You lost round one, okay? Here's what you need to do. And she yep. stood out there and she banged with Amanda Nunes. And yes. I will give her props for that. I will give her props. I am not, however, going to say, use that and go, yup, she can do that same thing again. Because remember, round one was all Amanda Nunes. Yep. And I always say that, and I genuinely feel that had Amanda Nunes in round two, instead of playing to her ego, instead of trying to stand and bang, if she had went for a takedown, we have a different conversation. I think I think Amanda would have won. Now, that didn't happen, so we can't say whether or not it would be for sure. You know, we can't really say that. But I will say I do think that we're gonna see an Amanda Nunes who's angry, who feels disrespected. Because I mean, come on, bro. Amanda Nunes needs to be a plus five hundred favorite. Let's let's just call let's just call it what it is. No disrespect to Juliana Pena at all. No, I'm not even trying to be rude to her at all. But and, and I'm gonna let's 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 play this game. Let's play this game because right now um, in the strawweight division, right? Uh, Carla Sparza, she's the champ, right? Right now, if Carla Sparza was booked to to uh, to fight Zhang Weili, who's the favorite? I promise you, it's not Carla. No, no, I agree. You see what I'm saying, and why? Because yeah. one person is just better. Pena had a great win. Props to her, and I get, I'll, I'm giving her credit, you know, because, again, to stand in the pocket and bang like that with Amanda Nunes and understand I'm going to get hit but not care, that's special. That's oh, that's special. just something we saw, ever saw somebody be, ever. Able, be able to do it. Ever, bro, ever. Usually you get hit by Nunes, you're, you're, going, you're down. Usually, usually, when, when, usually when it happens to Amanda Nunes, it looks like me beating the mess out of my girl, you know what I mean? I just hit it with the boo-boo. And she goes, ow, you know what I mean? That's usually how it looks like. But in my mind, I'm okay because I can say that because my girl's behind me. She knows I'm joking. <laughs> you know I'm joking, right? I will slap the crap out of you. That's her way of saying she loves me. So everything's all good in this household. By the way, um, Chris, Monday, if you don't hear from me, call 911. <laughs> um, but I will give Pena credit. I will give her props. Baby girl, I'm moving over. Okay, fine. But I will give her credit. But again, in my opinion, I don't think she can really do that again. So, especially considering, like, I don't, Amanda taking her down as effortly as she did round one, can she stop that? I don't think so. Because again, if if you catch, like, Amanda's going to go in there and she's going to be like, yo, I'm going to destroy you. With all respect, of course, because Amanda's not, you know, she's not a disrespectful person, right? She's not like, I'm gonna miss this woman with passion, bro. Yoana and Jacek, right? She's gonna be like, oh, yo, I'm getting in your head no matter what. You know what I mean? 
So yeah. I just I think Amanda learned from her mistakes. You know, she basically got a little too full of herself. You know, and every every champ gets full of himself. You know, that's just kind of how it is, right? Especially with how long Amanda's been double champ. You know, eventually you do kind of get a little full of yourself, which ends up giving you the L. But I think she'll learn from it. She's gonna come in focused and prepared. <laughs> And I got Amanda getting the win by knockout in round two. Chris, I have a question for you. Because I want to hear your thoughts on this. Do you, first of all, do you think Pena's winning? Yeah, yeah, I have Pena winning. Interesting. Okay. So this is actually pretty good that I'm asking you this. If you if if let's say uh Amanda Nunes loses, right? Does what does this do? For Amanda's legacy, and does this put Juliana Pena in the conversation as one of the greatest female fighters of all time? That's a good question. Like, oh, if Nunez loses, I still think she's going to be considered one one of the best women to fight all time because you can't take away what she accomplished being the double champ. And just dominated and cleaned out the division where it almost was like nobody could beat her. And then Pena was able to beat her last fight. Uh, I don't and know if it's like, and the thing is, that's the job. Like, for like, remember, not only she like kind of looked at it as like a boogie woman, but remember, if we go by what you believe, you think Pena will win, that's twice yeah. back to back. The first time you took the belt from her, and then the second time you kept it away. You see what I'm saying? So like, yeah. but, but go ahead, my bad. I didn't want you know, no, no, go you're ahead. good. I I think if Pena wins, it it cements her. I don't know if she'd be considered one of the best, but it cements her legacy as, uh, as one. As, well, I'd say probably as one of the best, and maybe even cement a place in the Hall of Fame for her if if you beat mm. Nunez twice. Because like I'll be I'll be honest, because I was thinking right. Because when I first saw, it, I was like, no way she wins, no way she wins. Right? I was like, she'll put up. Because remember, I talked about this with you last time. When they fought, I said, look, I had, I got Amanda, but I think Pena's going to give her one hell of a fight. Yeah, that's what we both said. We both said that's what, this is going to be you know, one of her biggest tests. But the thing is, is like thinking about it, right? If Pena does win, like how, how, how is she going to be looked at? Because that's incredible stuff. You know what I mean? You're beating the yeah, consensus greatest of all time in terms of like you know the female division like like the yeah. greatest female fighter ever right there were only two women on it it would be but like, it would almost like, be like Eli, like Eli Manning uh he has no. super bowl wins no well, I, don't think so because, well, I don't think so because I think I think Pena's good like, I think oh, no no I think Pena's good I'm just saying like are you talking about having, the actual having two wins over uh Nunez and then oh uh, uh, it's, so it's kind of the Eli Manning's thing. Yeah, it's Eli Manning where like once he won that second one, the people who are pro Eli were like, Yeah, he's he's a Hall of Famer no yeah. matter what. Okay, I see what you're saying. I see where I yeah, I'm not mad at you for, for saying that because honestly I was thinking about it. I'm like think about it. This is we're talking about a man of Nunez who at the time everybody was like you know, Ronda's the best. Ronda Mania. Yeah. And look what she did to Ronda. Look what she did to Chris Cyborg. She look what she did to Misha Tate. To 
to get the belt, right? Then Valentina Shevchenko. And it's like all that stuff. This woman who is the greatest of all time, and you got Juliana Pena, who's been begging, begging, praying, demanding this fight for years. And for her to beat her twice, back to back, yeah. like, I don't well, Yeah, to not only take the title... To not only take the title from her, but to, then to defend your to defend your title against her, right? Because listen, listen, we've seen people, you know, end up winning a title, right? We saw Brandon Moreno win the title and give it right back to David Figueroa, right? We saw Matt Sarah beat GSP, right? So, yeah. Like it's possible for sometimes for these all-time greats to to kind of lose a step, right? But man, you then look. At what happened, they ended up losing in the rematch and basically gave the title back. For Juliana Pena, if she beat her twice, Chris, I'm, I'm Chris. Chris and you know what? Honestly, too, I think that there's even more pressure on Pena because if she loses this fight, it, there's going to be a lot of people that are going to try to say that the first time she beat Nunez was a, was a fluke. So her legacy, uh, Pena's legacy could go in like two different directions. If she loses this fight, there's going to be people screaming that it was a mm -hmm. fluke when she beat Nunez the first time. Which, which I'll be honest, I, I'm not going to go out there and say that it was a fluke. And, and, and Chris, I've been consistent with you. I am pro Amanda, right? Yeah. Like Amanda is, without a doubt, in my opinion, the greatest female fighter of all time. And I've been oh, saying this before. I've been saying this before it was popular. I believe Amanda Nunes needs to be in the conversation of greatest fighter of all time. I don't care that she's a woman. Yeah. I don't care that she's a woman, bro. Well, like, you know what I mean? She needs to be in that conversation because, like, the division she's in, it's not weak. Amanda makes them look weak Yeah. because of how good she is. Look, she did Valentina. You know what I mean? So, I just. Well, if uh, if Nunez does win this fight, you know they're going to end up having probably having an opinion Nunez three. I don't think so. Well, well, well it depends. Three, it depends. I think it depends, it depends on how the fight goes. Yes. Depends on how that, the fight yes. Goes. Yeah, because if if it's a, if it's a close one. And they'll go to the decision. They might they'll, they'll do another fight, but if Nunez was the finisher, I don't think they will. Yeah, no, nah, if, if 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 it if it's if it's basically like round one, like if round one she dominates her, then round two knocks her out, and it was just a dominating performance, like from yeah. bell to bell, then no. But if it's a situation where it was close, you know what I mean? Pena was keeping up with Amanda, Amanda catching it with a flash knockout or something like that, or by the decision and it was real close, then yeah, they'll run it back. That, because, that, I mean, that, who, that, who else you gonna have have a Nunez fight? Uh, Valentina again? Well, I don't, I don't think it's, it's time for that. And all, honestly, for me, she should fight Valentina. In my opinion, her and Valentina should be fighting. Like, if I was, if I was booking it, I would cross my fingers. If I'm being a white, I would cross my fingers and hope Pena gives you a 
quote, good old JR, a good old slobber knocker, right? Oh, yeah. Right? Because if you do that, guess what happens? You can now run it back. Now, here's what you can do with that. You can either A, if that happens, have Amanda win. And if Amanda wins, right, Amanda wins, you can then kind of set up that Valentina fight. Yeah. Or, bear with me, Juliana Pena versus Valentina Shevchenko. That's what I was getting ready to say. You, you can have that fight. I think that one, I don't think, I think that's a solid fight. Oh, you I, know? I think it's a solid fight, you know? So I think it all comes down to how it ends up playing out and whether or not, because um, I, I, I don't want to say that Pena isn't going to show up because in her entire career, she's shown you like, yo, I'll, I'll, I'm game. You know what I mean? No matter the outcome, I'm game. But for me, Man, Pena, listen, Pena, she a bad woman. She she could fight. Don't get it twisted. She could she could fight. But um, <laughs> matter of fact, I'm I'm be, I'm I think I'm being a little too disrespectful now to Amanda. I'm being way too disrespectful. <laughs> I am gonna go. I'm going to find out Amanda Nunes, Amanda Nunes's full name. And I'm going to remember her wife's full name and her adopted child's full name. And I'm going to refer her as the, the, the wife of whatever her wife's name is. Full, full name too, right? Uh, mother of, and I will mention her entire adopted daughter's entire name, the one, the only Amanda Nunes. And I'm going to find out her real name. And I'm going to memorize it like I do for Tom Brady. I'm going to remember it. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm going to memorize her entire name. Matter of fact, she's Brazilian, right? Yep. I'm moving to Brazil. I'm learning Portuguese. <laughs> That's it. I'm like, if, if Amanda, I'm going to be one of those. Remember back in the day, um, those Jeff Hardy fans that were like real extreme that like got his tattoos. I don't know if you remember. There was like the, yeah, uh, yeah that, that whole that whole era where like everyone was like, oh yeah, bro, I love Jeff. And they would listen to his horrible music or whatever. Yeah, I'm going to bring that back with Amanda. Whatever Amanda says is right is right. Whatever she whatever she sponsors, whatever she sponsors, I'm buying immediately. Immediately, Chris. Like, I don't care what the reviews say. I'm buying it immediately. If Amanda Nunes switches to Verizon, guess what I'm doing? Yeah, Verizon. I'm going to Verizon, brother. Okay. If Amanda goes to Whole Foods and eats horrible food, Amanda can eat poop right now. Guess what I'm eating? I mean, I, I forgot how vicious he was back when when he fought in uh, in Pride. Who? Uh, Rampage. They showed him power. Oh my jeez! Power bombing guy. <laughs> Dude, Rampage. Rampage was a problem back in Pride. He was a problem back. Yeah, in dude, he, he straight power bombed the guy. Look, look like he broke him in half. He, but he doesn't care. No. I think he wanted to. I feel yeah. like a lot of the power bombs I've seen him do. His goal was I'm trying to cripple. Okay, cripple. Yeah, it's, it's getting to the main event now. Him against Hamill, but they were showing some of his highlights from other fights. And I'm like, fuck. Yeah, but he's. Mm. I remember. Bad, when, I remember when he lost to Forrest Griffin. Dude, oh, Rampage. Yeah. Dude, I I love Forrest Griffin so much, bro. Like he's yeah. hilarious. But you knew he wasn't going to have a real long career because he, he took too much, way too much damage. No, he did not care. No, he did not care. 
Like for those of y'all who didn't know, um, this is the best way I can describe Forrest Griffin. Imagine a guy, right, who would literally run his head through a wall. Okay. After he somehow successfully does that, looks at his next obstacle, which is I basically need to tightrope on this line. But if I fall, there's metal spikes that will impale me. And then next, like next to me, there's like two walls that if I lean too far, I fall on the wall, which is pressure padded. So that way guns shoot me at every angle. Then have that same dude after he finishes that skydive with no parachute. You see how a normal person sees all of those, you know, red flags? Yeah. More scripts the type of dude to see the red flags and go, all right, what else? Like, this like, dude does not care about his health. He'd be like, hold my beer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, like Forrest Griffin was really the type of dude to real life hurt himself. And I'm like, who, like, who hurt you, bro? I wish I could find video of it, dude. I got drunk one night and fought in the cage. I need you to find it. I need I fought, you to find I fought it. A dude, I fought a dude that weighed like 30 pounds more than I did. Oh, dude, you I was told drunk, me. You, I was I drunk think, as hell. Isn't it the story you told me where um they were just like looking for a random guy and you yeah. were like sure and you were drunk out of your mind? Yeah, I was like, yeah, I'll fight. <laughs> yeah, I remember. I remember you told me that. I wish oh, I, 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 there's a video of it somewhere. I wish I could find it because, dude, it looked like I, I'm, I'm telling you, the dude was way bigger. But it was funny when you looked at it. I remember I came out down the stairs and I looked in the cage and I looked at the, the, guy, the guys that was walking out with me. I was like, I ain't the dude I'm supposed to be fighting. <laughs> like something's wrong. But I had to fight. I had to fight. I had to fight him at that point because I want no, to. You're in too deep. You're in too deep, so you have to commit. You oh, got to commit. Next day, sore as hell. My fucking ear was purple. <laughs> no, we went to the bar after the fight. It kept kept drinking. I didn't even know that I had bruises or anything. Yeah, I felt like, fine till the morning. I woke up in the morning sore as fuck. Bro, your depth perception was like so off. You're like, hey, that's a cute girl. That's a guy. Oh, okay, cool. Like, your depth perception was like horrible. Rampage with that big ass chain kills me. <laughs> big you ass. You know what else kills me, Chris? Chris, you want to know what else kills me? What? A, a lack of love. <laughs> But now, nah, Rampage with that big ass shit. It's hilarious. You know what? You know what's even funnier to me? I shouldn't laugh. Rampage with that chain in Bellator. You're talking about uh, Bellator Rampage that was clearly out of shape. Dude, yeah. it's hilarious. Yeah, that's hilarious, bro. I was like, low cow. I was like a rocket copter. But no, I'm looking. I'm so we're, out of 13 fights, I think we have three different. <laughs> which 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 were the three? Oh, uh, um, because you have Brandon Moreno. Yeah, and then the main right. event. And then the main event, and then it was which one was it? It was one of the uh. uh it was a uh, close and uh, Gar uh, Garcia. Yes, 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 yes. And I basically I picked close only because of the uh of uh Garcia taking the fight on very short notice. Yeah. And and uh, for everybody listening, don't forget we'll uh, we'll be doing a live watch along tomorrow uh, tomorrow night for it. We'll do summer. We're gonna start at eight doing SummerSlam and then uh, yes, be doing the UFC after that. So make sure you come join us for that. It should be a good time. Yeah, it's gonna be fun. I'm definitely watching it. 
Oh, I, know, I, gotta watch it, bro. I know my my dad is fired up for SummerSlam. Yeah, just, he don't, just, he don't, don't miss he don't miss wrestling. He watches every day. <laughs> let's go, Lesnar. I didn't want to cheer for them. It's crazy. I say let's go to Lesnar. My daughter goes, no. So uh I guess that's how I guess I know where her and I stand on wrestling. I don't have no wrestling shows this weekend, so I'll be at the house next week and oh, I have thank two. Thank God. Thank God you can freaking relax. Jeez. Then next it's weekend like we have two Saturday and Sunday, but uh the Pope uh, Elijah Burke, the Pope will be at both of those shows. <clears throat> Jeez, I, he's so he's so slept on, bro. Yeah, I'm working. I'm I'm hoping. Uh, I'm working on trying to get him to come on. Come on my uh, wrestling podcast. Convince him. Don't oh, I'm, work, no for an answer. I'm, I'm gonna work on it. He's a good dude. He, I got to talk to him last time. He, he's good. He's a pretty good dude. He does a lot of charity stuff as well. Yeah, I was gonna say I've never heard a bad word about him ever. I don't understand why he's not at AEW or WWE. I mean, he's still he's in TNA, right? Or not TNA? NWA. Yeah, I was gonna end up. You know why? I, I think for him, he already has a bad taste in his mouth for, from WWE, right? Remember, he was in that rebooted ECW, so I think yeah. he kind of has a bad taste in his mouth about that. AEW, that I don't know. That one, I don't so know. I, mean, I don't know how much he's making in NWA. He might be making decent money, so he might. And on top of that. And on top of that, I'm pretty sure the days that he works, it's not like they're not running him into the ground. Yeah, no, they you do like, I mean? they do uh, like do uh, TV tapings and like record like a month, a month or months worth of yeah. whatever. Right. So like while while we're seeing it, it's not live. So it's yeah. like he's not really running. So, so it could be a possibility that he's comfortable where he's at. Because well, I'll be yeah. honest with you, man. If, not, if only that, his, not only that, he's making that money from TNA and. You, now you have all that free time where you can go do you can go do book get booked on some of these independent shows and make exactly and you can make kind of side money and if you don't want to work then don't you know you don't have to book yourself or anything like that you know I know he made decent money when he was in uh uh last time he was here because he uh hell he had a line uh, before the show a line or no a line during intermission of people signing autographs and taking pictures and then after right. the show he had a line that it probably took. For like forty-five minutes, he had a line of people. Yeah. After so I mean, and it, yeah, dude, he's, he stayed out there for an hour and a half after the show talking to fans. What a guy! What a guy! That's a hell of a guy right there. I'm looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to this fight. This fight tomorrow. Uh, you have any, anything else before we get out of here? Nah, bro. I ain't got nothing but a work, Chris. Thank you for having me, bro. Always, oh, fun. Man. Always a pleasure. Yeah, yo, you're welcome anytime. I, I love talking to you. At some UFC. There ain't many guys. On the ASAP to talk UFC. <laughs> oh, it sucks. It's like talk UFC, guys. They're like, okay, punches. I don't, like, I don't, I don't understand it. To me, it's it, to me, it's a. I don't know. It's a fun watch. It's, it is. It, it, it go, really is a, I'd like to go watch one live. I've never. I'm in the cage fights, but I've never been to UFC. Honestly, because like I was looking, I found like what's it called? They um, they might do a show in Greenville, which is like where I live. And like, if they do that, I told like I'm going. Like, I was like, if my fiance won't let me, I'm like, yo, we could, we could, we could have a prelim at the house. I'll beat the shit out of you. And I'm going. Right. Well, they, were, they were here in Indianapolis about 40 right? minutes from me years ago. Right. And I didn't, wow. right I didn't here. go because yeah. they wanted to. I was gonna pay like 
the cheapest ticket was like $150 to sit way up at the top. And I'm like, fuck, I, I can watch at home for 40 or 60 bucks on pay-per-view and have a lot better seat. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, but just, just I was, it, it, was me being, it was me being, I wanted good seats. I didn't want to sit up at the top. I, I don't blame you, though, because why do I want to be a little bit bumblebee? Yeah. I mean, I and guess so like, I can say. It was like 150 shirt. bucks to sit up at the top. And I'm like, well, fuck that. Yeah, uh, because I'm talking about uh, lower, but not up at the top. Yeah. And the thing is, is while you're up there, dude, oh, bro, the walk to go get food and stuff is, oh, yeah. it's brutal. I've heard, I think there was one in Texas they did, and some guy who went, went was on social media and he was talking about it, kind of like giving his, his experience or whatever. He was like, hey, you know, he was like, I love being there because it's a fun atmosphere. He was like, the problem really was like having to go get food. Because he was like, dude, it, he was like, he didn't know why, but it just felt like he missed a lot. Oh, yeah. Like, he felt like because of how far it is, he said it. He was like, I feel like I missed, like, two rounds. Yeah. Jeez. See, like me, I, I have to use a cane to walk. So once I get to my seat, I'm not getting up. Because <laughs> it's hard for me to walk around anyway. So once I get to the seat, I'm there. I usually go sit down and then uh, who, whoever I'm with, uh, like if it's me and uh, my girl, she'll go. She'll go get get us food and stuff, and I'll I'll sit there at her seats, try to walk at least yeah. amount I can. Yeah, it's it's a struggle, but like I said, I, I want to. And then the thing is, I don't want to be like I don't have to be like Uber up close, but I do kind of want to be in the middle. I want to be in a situation where if I can throw something at a fighter, it'll hit him. Yeah, if, if, I, I, if I'm just like midways up, I wouldn't care. I just don't yeah, want to be I, up on the top. I, I want to be able to like. Who do I hate as a fighter? Who do I hate? Like we went to SummerSlam, and uh, we we were like it was at Gain. Uh, I still call it Conseco, but it's Gain Bridge now, where the Pacers play. But they uh, okay. They had the seats on the floor. We didn't get floor yep. seats, but the regular seats that are there at Conseco, we, mm-hmm. we we were in the tenth row. So we were just like right, right at ring level, dude. And it was all, it was awesome. It was the SummerSlam. That, uh, can't remember the year. I think it was like 08, but it was uh, Ed, Edge and Undertaker. Uh, Hell in the Cell was the main event. Oh, oh, I think I, I think that is 08. Undertaker choke slammed Edge through the ring. Through, after, it, through the ring, the match. yeah. Yep, yep. I think that was it. That was probably. I want. I, we had a blast. Me and my dad and my son went and. That, Dude, that was that was one probably one of the best live events that we I've been to just because of where we were sitting. Other than the Colts game a couple of years ago, my son got me tickets on the fifty yard line, like like six rows up, uh, for Father's Day a couple of years ago. What a guy! I cannot wait for my kids to grow up so I can get these Father's Day gifts. Yeah, he, dude, he he spent like a hundred, almost two hundred dollars a ticket and bought tickets for me, him, and my dad all what to does, go. What does he do? He works at Menards. <laughs> oh, bro, uh, can you adopt me so we could be brothers? And we could all go. Like, geez, bro. Well, my, like this background I have now. Uh huh. He he got me that for Father's Day. It's a blanket, and it has the GSR logo up at the top. But with this camera, you can't see the top of it. But yeah, he got me that for Father's you Day. Know, and I use it as my background now. It's kind of funny because like. I sit right in the middle. <laughs> you can not only you sit in the middle, which is kind of perfect because you cover it perfectly. So that way, like, you know, your dad is on your, is on, uh, like how I'm looking at your dad is on your left and your son is on your right. But it's kind of funny because, like, it's reversed. So it goes from, like, from tallest yeah. to shortest. And then if you flip it, it's oldest to youngest. 
which is kind of funny. You know what I mean? Like, yep. you know, like it, it, it's your dad, you, then your son. And then if you go on height, your son, you, your dad. I, I don't know. I just find that funny. And then my other son, my uh, my my other son Austin, the, the one that bought the, the blanket, he's not even on his picture ain't even on it. He said, "I want to put my picture on it," but he goes, "I don't I don't do no shows or nothing with you guys." I said, "I want to carry if your picture was on it." Like, but get put, him on a show. Get him put, on a show. You know, I try to I try to get him on all the time. I ain't been able to talk him into it now. You uh, give me his phone number, I'll blow his phone up, and I'll be like, "Yo, I will not leave you alone uh, until you get on." Uh, Eli, the one that's on this picture, uh, he <laughs> he he runs the camera for me when we uh, do the wrestling, the live wrestling shows. Oh, that's dope. Has he ever been on camera? Uh, no, he don't. He don't. He don't hardly get on camera. He likes staying off camera, but he'll he'll run the camera. He goes there and he runs the camera for for me. He likes all the, 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 all the, the events. stuff. Yeah, he helps me set up and tear down too. I, He's learned how where everything goes and how to load it back up. So we get out Ooh, places quick now. That's dope. But yeah, it's basically just family. And hell, when he had to work, uh, he had to work. My uh, my fiance, she uh, she ran the camera for us because we I I couldn't find nobody else to do it, so she ran it for us. That's dope. Like I can't do commentary and run the camera both. I mean, I could, but people wouldn't that like my camera true. work. So I'll forget yeah, I was no. running the camera and just be watching the match. <laughs> yeah, because I was about to say, because I, 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 I've seen, uh, I've seen some of the stuff. I like how you got that mini camera in the corner where you kind of see you and your pops do the commentary yeah. and stuff. Like, because then you wouldn't even really be able to do that mini camera, you know? Yeah. But what I want to do is, uh, we're getting. Uh, I'm working on getting the funds, but once I have the funds, we're gonna get another camera so we can have a roaming camera around the ring. So we'll be able to offer offer two different angles than just the one hard camera. I think I think it'll make make our uh, shows look even better. I'm working on doing replays. I'll be having replays uh, here here soon. Once I figure it out better, I, right now it messes up on me some, and I don't want to do it live and it messes up. Not for you. Yeah. Just learning how to use the damn software. And that's it. Yeah, just learn. just learn. I use Streamlabs for that, but you can do replays. But for some reason, I'll do a replay, and then when I go to do another replay, it shows the first replay, and then it shows that replay. It don't just show the one I want. It shows, oh, all, the it's, okay. it shows all of them. See, that is good. I'm trying to figure that out because that'd be cool to be able to show replays of like uh, superplexes and power bombs and stuff. Yeah, that'd be dope. Oh. Well, all right, brother. I'm going to get off here and give me a little bit to eat before I have to record this podcast with my dad. Shoot. All right, bro. Well, I appreciate you having me, bro. Always a pleasure. Oh, like I said, you're welcome anytime. You, you going to jump on tomorrow? Yes. Hell yeah. I'm ready for I'm ready for tomorrow night. I think we're going to go. I guess we're going swimming tomorrow during the day. Well, they're going swimming. I'm going to sit in a chair with my sunglasses on and drink some beer. <laughs> I ain't getting no. I ain't getting in the water. I'll just sit there at the beach in the sand and drink. That's it. That's it. Shoot, I don't blame you. I do the same thing. That's my plan. There. That's my plans during the day tomorrow. Then tomorrow nights and fights. But I want to thank everybody for joining us. Like you can see on the thing there. Join us tomorrow night, eight o'clock. Uh, we're going to do uh, SummerSlam and, and UFC live reaction. Should be a fun night because I think there's going to be three or four of us on there. Mm-hmm. So it should be a should be a fun night. So come join us for that. I want to thank everybody for joining us, and we will see you guys uh, next time here for uh, Easy Money, a sports betting show, which will be Monday at three p.m.
uh, and baseball picks. I'll I will be putting our my today's baseball picks up on the social media page. Uh, social media pages. Damn, losing my voice on the social media pages. Uh, here in just a little bit, I'll get the, uh, my baseball picks up today since I didn't talk no baseball today because today was UFC. Yes, sir. All right. Well, thanks for joining us, and we'll see you guys Monday at 3 p.m. Eastern. Whole sports all plays. Whole sports all plays. Whole sports all plays. 365, we're making a place. We're talking the game, get you through the days. We're hiding the court, the diamond, the lane. Variety topics, living the same. Authentication, sports information. In the airways, taking the nation. All sport, all plays, they're working your faces. Grace at the field, so time for laces. All sports, all plays. Yeah.